David, thank you for hosting us here in uh, your escape room here at Escape Room Eras. Um, super excited to have you here. Uh, here to just talk about kind of what your creative process is. And um, usually the first question is, you know, what got you into escape rooms? Okay. Um, yeah. So, well, we can get to the creative process later, I guess. But yeah, first escape rooms, uh, my cousin actually brought me to 13th Room in Pomona. Okay. Yeah, that was the first one I played back in like 2015, like right when I... Yeah. I, I got out of the army and then she was like, yo, hey, come play in escape room. And I was like, sure thing. Sounds uh, fun, I guess. Yeah, so this, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, after that, I just kept playing more and more. And then eventually, eventually just thought I could probably do it at least better than some, maybe not better than others, but definitely I could try my best. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So kind of what number were you like, hey, you know what? I think I'm going to give this a shot. Probably a little too low, like around... I think it was around like six or seven. Six or seven. Okay. I was like, oh man, dude. Because at the time, actually back like 2016, actually this might've been, yeah, in like 2015, 2016, there wasn't really too many games anyway. Right. right. So um, to play like, to for people to say they played 10 or more wasn't like, or it was like pretty good. Right. Oh, you've already played a lot in the area. Right. You hit all the main ones that are there. Right, right. I think there might've been only 20 something in Orange County. Okay. Anyways, um, but, but yeah, after I played that, then it was just kind of like, I got to do this. Um, and then I was also a pretty big video gamer. So it's like a game to me. It was just like yeah. another game. Like, oh, yeah. I can I can have a game business instead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Continue my um, passion at the time. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um. So what uh, What was your first room that you ended up putting out? Uh, the first one I put out was, it was called Benjamin Franklin's Invention Room. Um, it was super weird. Like the title of it, like everyone explaining it to the phone, like, oh, it's called Benjamin Franklin's invention room like nobody understood what i was saying <laughs> and then the game itself was like just colonial themed super um they call it like, you know gen one like yeah. no automatic yep. locks at all or anything like that um but honestly i f i feel looking back at it that the puzzles were pretty good because i i was a very like it was probably one of the periods of times when i was a lot more hyper obsessive on just like the mm -hmm. game itself or just like super excited about like making this new you know it's a new venture right. so everyone's always excited right um but yeah the game it was all candlelit it was pure colonial themed. Um, and uh, yeah, well, over time we changed the game to different kind of stuff. And then yeah. eventually it became the Christmas at Franklin's, uh, a permanent Christmas game. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Very cool. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, so I liked, I liked it a lot. It was pretty, pretty funny. You would put on some stupid wig, walk in the room and be like, oh, I've been Franklin holding a candle, like follow me. And then everyone always laughs at how like absurd it is. <laughs> right. Hey, I mean, that obviously, you know, came out good. I mean, yeah, yeah that's awesome. Um, so then can you kind of walk us through your creative process? Because by right now you're at what four, six rooms that you've been a part of creating, right? Or um, have there been more? Yeah, there's been some more. Like even here, there was um, uh, there was this game called like Scarecrow Shadow, like a scary game back in like 2000. I think it was 2018 uh, Halloween that I worked with Cromwell Estate, another local escape room. Mm -hmm. Then we partnered up and made it. Um, that one, um. I did another. I did an escape room for uh, college, actually. So, okay. like, uh, for Fullerton College, like the chemistry department. I was a student at the time, uh -huh. and then they were like, "Hey, why don't you make an escape room for us?" And I was like, "Sure." <laughs> so, yeah. So yeah, all the students, um, they still play this this like chemistry based escape room as part of like the first semester oh, chemistry. Awesome. Room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's pretty it's pretty fun. Um, but yeah, I don't know how many I've been part of now. Maybe um, maybe like ten or something. Okay. Yeah, ten probably total. Uh, but there's currently four here, and then one at Escapade, yeah. and then there's three at in the uh, Rare Moon Escape of Fontana. But 
I've only been a part of two over there. Okay. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. Every time I make an escape, it seems like it's, it's the last time I'm going to fully commit because there's just like a lot of mental strain. You're trying to come up with like yeah. puzzles or things that flow or, right. you know, you're constantly like figuring out something that works and then taking it away. And so it's like a wasted energy, but yeah. not really a waste because, you know, you, you still learn from it. Right. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's about how many. <laughs> okay. No, yeah. Awesome. Um, any, anything that you kind of, when you, as you're creating, is there anything, any inspiration that you draw from, like for most people, right? When they're creating yeah. these scary horror rooms, it's like, oh, yeah, it's scary movies, horror movies. Um, you know, is there anything that you specifically draw inspiration from when you're creating? Yeah, I would say, I would say just like any media and then random YouTube, like science videos. Okay. <laughs> for some reason that, that always works for me. Like, like, um, YouTube people who just like do stuff like mm -hmm. like random pranks or random uh some dudes like oh look here's how uv light works in like he's like explaining the science behind it and stuff like right. that like even one of the puzzles in one of the games it's like it's like oh turns out infrared light passes through it so you can use a you know a camera to see through soda <laughs> right but you know so it's like it's like that kind of stuff is just like really cool to me or um uh, like one of a couple of puzzles are like really weird that like you know, a sound, like a, a sound file translates to an image. Like you can, okay. so you can listen to a sound, but you can, a computer could download that sound and show up a picture. So that kind of stuff, it's all, but it's all, it's all from random. Like when you get lost in YouTube and you're just watching random, random videos, that's, that's where it's from. Right. That, or I used to lie to myself a lot and say, I'm getting inspiration while playing random video games and we'd be like, I got to test it out. And then, <laughs> so, so maybe I got some Maybe two percent of the time I spent um, in the past playing so much uh, helped me with escape rooms, but it was still or random movies as well. I'm like, what okay. movies? Like, I'm just I need I need my mind clear, so right. I gotta you know because like sometimes the best puzzles that you could think of are the best like not so much puzzles, but like things that are fun are just um, unexpectedly come to you driving or whatever. You're like, oh, I gotta stop my car and right. write that down real quick because it's, it's cool. So I know a lot of other escape room owners they say that kind of stuff as well. It's just it's like because you can't you can't just go in and just keep staring at the puzzle and like how do I make this work? You'll just get frustrated and then nothing will come out well. So you got to be like pretty peaceful mind, <laughs> right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So then with your creative process, right? I know you mentioned already the um, science and just the different aspects of how you can implement that into escape rooms. Um, mm. Would you say that's probably one of the most vital rules, especially since that is a uh, you know, passion that you have for it and implementing it into your escape room? I would say like it's vital as far as like um, trying to do something unique. Okay. Like uh, it's very difficult. There's so many escape rooms around and it's so common to see certain aspects of escape rooms used right. often. And it's not like it's bad. It's it's always fun to me like putting something down and something opens up or matching, you know, something on the wall or you know, just behind us random random stuff like that but it's right. it's always like trying to find something that's um new and exciting right. for everyone and and also i i just think that if people are if people are like wondering how the heck does this happen then chances are they'll probably like it more as far as a puzzle or right. or something in the game so if, if it's mysterious it's probably cool <laughs> right and then right. so might as well do something that's like science-based that that people just don't really understand because it's always fun to see yeah um yeah but yeah it's as far as like it being a necessity i would i wouldn't say it's a necessity too much okay um but yeah so that's that's a good answer okay yeah yeah thank you <laughs> for sure okay um so 
since you do have a good set amount of rooms that you've been a part of, um, for the ones that you played a big role in, yeah, can you kind of walk us through just what that creative process is of uh, kind of just, you know, where do you start? Is it from inspiration or is it from like, hey, like you maybe have a list of things that you want to create already and mm-hmm. you're just kind of going down the list or story, I don't know, lighting or how do I see? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's um, each each time I've made a room, the process has like, I guess, gotten more organized. <laughs> In the beginning, I would just be like, oh man, um, like plants are kind of cool and like, I like to buy like there's so many plates you could buy on Amazon, <laughs> you know, like, right. like, why don't I just make that a room or something or people like zombies? Why don't I do that? And so I just kind of like try to figure out a story and try to add the puzzles. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of have like this large Google doc library that I just like <laughs> that I keep creating. And, and it's like, you have a story and it's like, is the story fun story puzzles set? That's like the main, the main kind of stuff. And then you just each of that. And then you have kind of like, um, you know, your, your outline of the game and then right. you perfect the outline is like, okay, this is puzzle number one. Is this good? And then right. you try to make it, you know, so, so right. each thing you go down, um, the, the decorations, I usually do that towards the end more so, okay. um, partially scattered throughout it, but I usually save that for the ending. I know a lot of, um, some escapers start with just set design only, mm-hmm. but, but I feel like if you design the set around the puzzles that are there, you can get a much better puzzle flow of the game like if you know some uh wall is going to have or if you know you need some kind of puzzle that requires like a wall to be built in a specific spot then you wouldn't you wouldn't have a set built and then later on be like oh man i wish i had a a thing here built for this you know you could do that and you can do that after you've already designed the puzzle flow i feel like that's a lot um a lot smoother games when you when you make it like that people are more excited like the the hide i spent a long time on the puzzle specifically for that one it was it's actually quite probably the most difficult for puzzles i think because it's scary so scary games people don't want puzzles that just don't make any sense relating to scariness or or if the puzzle itself involves like maybe a bright light that you have to like right. match a clue on the wall for you'll be like well this doesn't make it scarier at all right. so right so like um different games require different maybe i'm changing subjects but yeah you're good we had different different uh type of games require different puzzles so for scary you have to just ask yourself the question like okay is this puzzle does it, it you don't have to ask yourself the question like is this puzzle fun or does it is this is it engaging or is it like a mind-boggling thing mm-hmm. the only thing you should ask is like does it make the game less scary or more scary or normal right. and if it makes it less scary no matter how good the puzzle is just don't even do it so right. there's so many puzzles that are like really fun that we wanted to put in there but then i was like crap this this makes it less scary <laughs> right so gotta take it out you know? right um and so yeah so the so the the puzzle like creation takes a long time for those kind of moments for sure um but for uh for now yeah i, I have like a just big outline of the game what you want like you everyone plays escape rooms and they have like crucial moments that they like they like the set they like the puzzles and they like the story so each of those things requires a big outline to um to just like analyze and then plan for the future yeah. like and then a big a huge buy list of stuff that you have to get right and then i i always just say that like it takes three times the time effort and money <laughs> per room and so that's pretty much been accurate almost every time i think right. i think uh like even for zoe we were like i was like okay guys um i don't want really want to spend more than like thirty thousand. i know that's not a crazy ton for an escape room but like that's my goal and then it was just about uh almost like four times more <laughs> but, but it was still like um you you still it still was accurate to be like 
whatever, even if I think it's going to take this much time, like guys, we were definitely going to do this, you know? Right. And it also took like three times the length of time <laughs> right. as well. So, right. um, but that, I mean, that's just how it is with skims. Like so many things you want to do become exciting to do, or you get in uh kind of like how I'm just talking off topic slightly for your question. It's like the same thing with the puzzle game. You just you're like, oh, I want to, we should do this. Yeah. Like that, you know, yeah. especially if you have multiple people involved in the puzzle right. creation, then you're right. just all, everyone has good ideas that they want to do. And then yeah. you're just like, is this even possible guys? Like, right. You know? Right. Yeah. Like uh, one of the co-owners, um, Christina for Escapade, she's always like, she always has these like crazy ideas that her husband joined the other co-owner. Mm -hmm. There's like, um, she's like, we should have this bed platform that lowers down and then like raises up like five feet tall and then put a stairs in there with a trap door. And was just like, I don't know, man. <laughs> or right. kind, of, kind of like, yeah, kind of difficult to do. Right. And then, and then she's looking at her husband like, build it. Like, well, I don't have the problem. <laughs> and then I'm like, yeah, just, just sure. right, right. <laughs> um, but, um, but yeah, so as long as we can stay focused and um, keep doing it, I don't like uh, if you're like a new person trying to make escape rooms, coming up with all that, all that kind of stuff is um, difficult to plan ahead. But as long as with anything, you know, you you can't get lost in planning like people are always for really everything i'm sure even with this podcast like i don't know how long it took you to actually start doing it but i would assume because everybody delays <laughs> you probably thought about doing it a lot longer than that it should have been but, yeah sure. then, pretty you know, thing, yeah like for sure probably five years whatever it was but but like um the faster you just get started like do something better yeah. um yeah. it it also helps a lot if you spend money on it <laughs> yeah and it makes it harder because you're like yep crap i already signed a lease and this is currently draining like yeah. thousands a month and so uh we gotta get this going but of course that kind of stuff forces you to finish it faster right definitely yeah big money uh, but um yeah you could probably ask another question about that get more information <laughs> you should think about it more <laughs> you're good you're good yeah. um so one of the things i wanted to talk to you about um if you're okay with it is yeah yeah Specifically with Zoe, yeah. right? Yeah. So what ways, especially as having a successful business already established here with Escape Room era, Yeah. what ways have you been creative in, I guess, reestablishing Zoe for what it was? Because obviously there's a lot of things yeah. that kind of came with them, I'm assuming when you got it, especially the negative yeah. <sighs> reviews that it's had before from... Mm -hmm. current situations right because of certain things that happened yeah yeah whatever so like especially as a business owner as an escape room creator really? redesigning it and and everything what ways did you have to get creative into making sure hey guys like i know you've maybe experienced this or this happened or whatever but yeah i promise if you do it again like you know what i mean yeah yeah what are the one of the main i guess a couple of the main things that like i was thinking about when like trying to buy from them was like, what am I going to do about that exact thing? Because I'm like, crap, is this, it's like you're buying a business that that has like some negativity, but also has this like hardcore loyal fan base that's like yeah. people that play it, they just like, they can't stop talking about it. And I'm like, right. man, I, I, I was like very jealous of it. I'm like, man, this is, this is great. Like, I can't believe people like it so much. But then of course you have so many haters too that are just like <laughs> totally against it. And so um, at first I was thinking, what if I just name it, you know, just rebrand it, just escape from era, like, that's simple. You know, people would, people, I mean, so many businesses rename themselves um, different name because yeah. they're just like, oh, we're not the same. We're totally different. Right. Um, uh, it's that. And then, uh, but then I'm like, but then looking at the brand itself and just like the customer base and I mean, even stuff like the w amount of website clicks to the, to the original domain, yeah. it was like equal to Escape Era at the time, just about equal, like maybe barely less, but okay. nothing like, nothing that I would consider like one isn't better than the other. 
And so if I were to rebrand it, it's like now I would lose all of that. Um, previous fan base. Fan base, yeah. You could probably argue that, I mean, you mentioned Zoe, you didn't mention Escapade. So you could probably argue that the word Zoe is is what it's, the popularity is not Escapade. And it's, it's true for sure. Um, but I just wanted to keep it separate still. Um, and then and then after after I got the business from the original owners, like in, in Russia, um, I, I was trying to figure out how to like run it. But at the time of buying it from them, I was also talking to the previous managers of it. Yeah. And I was like, guys, I'm like trying to buy it. Like, do you want to also have a share of this as well? And we could like team up together. Um, cause it's kind of, it was impossible to run here and escapade at the right. time. Um, and then of course they know, they know Zoe well, they, they were the ones running it for like almost, I don't know, almost two years or something before they closed. Okay. And so it's just like, I got to I gotta try to get them too, because they they love it as well. Like they're they're part of the group of people that love the game. Fair. Right. I think they even have a tattoo. Like <laughs> well, of the of the uh, right there. Yeah. That like then that's all the the qualifications that I ever thought would would someone would need. Like you know you just if you love it you'll probably try hard. Um. But but yeah. So it was it was the name change which I ended up not doing. And then the the, the biggest one the easiest one to to fix that problem was just like. Um, move locations. So there was a lot of problems with the lease anyways. Um, like they had, um, they owed money or stuff like that or back, back pay from like 2020 that's on like a payment thing or just like problems with the building. It was very old. Um, it would need like a ton, like a ton of remodeling to it as well. Just, I mean, because they, they actually opened up around the same time as me initially in 2017. Um, but they hadn't like done too many changes. And then I think they, I don't know for sure, but I think they had some like family thing that they had to move back to Russia. And yeah. so yeah. it's difficult to run a business, you know, sure. you know all the way across the world. And then on top of that, there ended up being the whole like Ukraine, Russia war going on. And while we were trying to buy it from them and so on, yeah. I was like, I was like, I was like, okay, let me just PayPal you guys the money. And then that didn't work. So it was, it was some sort of weird crypto um, transfer we ended up doing and yeah. I'm like I'm like sending to this random address I'm like who is that like where is that sure yeah did you know? <laughs> yeah yeah like how do I even know you even know who the business is and stuff like that right. so, um, but it was it was pretty funny just going through all that with them um, and then um, so it's good that they got something out of their business at the end but there were a lot of problems I guess internally as well with like them and the employees Part, I don't like I wasn't there you know so I can't say that there were they're the, the bad ones, but they're right. probably some sort of misunderstanding. Um, but but I do know for sure that a lot of the employees that were there weren't paid for like months, right. <laughs> right. which is terrible. Yeah. So I think like multiple people quit because of that. And so, um, yeah, it's just, it's just, I don't know. I mean, they, they probably had some good intentions before, but if people, people need money, they'll do stuff and screw people over if they, uh, if they have to. Um, but, but, it, but they did make like like the best horror escape room you know yeah especially like 2017 i i played it myself i was so terrified i didn't even finish like i lost i'll do five of my friends and my mom and then we all just lost it and then right. so ever since then like like i've always thought that they're the scariest you know and then right. making making hide my only goal was like i gotta make this scarier than zoe like i gotta make it scarier um so that was like the intention some people think so um the es the zoe people or the escapade other co-owners always trash talk me and say Zoe's 10 times scarier or whatever. There's laughing at me, like right. I think it's scary. Um, but it just, it depends on the group size, honestly. Like right. I would, I would, I would personally say for sure a smaller group is better for the high, like scarier yeah. overall. Yeah. But, but then like larger groups, you kind of, um, the, 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 uh, anticipation mm -hmm. gets like washed out with just so many people. So, so once you have like 
five and up really you kind of need more aggression because it's not you can't be like you can't have 10 people looking down a dark hallway and being like wow i'm scared they'll just be like five of those people would be like making jokes and and laughing at each other you know and literally scary yeah so it ends up being like almost impossible to do the same types of scares that is in hide right so that's why zoe's like a perfect it's a it's like a perfect partnership because zoe uh zoe reborn is super aggressive super like um in your face kind of scares with it still has like anticipation darkness and like a good light control and like um it zoe there's the acting is like phenomenally good like christine is like hardcore and making sure the actors mm-hmm. like do stuff in a certain way every time um but so so it ends up like it fulfills both types of horror like anticipation and like build up uh scariness and like right. dreadful feeling right and then also like super intense in your face scares with taser and grabbing people and stuff like that so it's it's like um yeah and so so moving locations uh, to your original question the moving location was probably the biggest um, the biggest thing is like, okay, we're going to move locations and we're going to have double the space as my original game. Like that, it's going to be like 2,500 square feet. So you got that's the thing you guys promoted in your, yeah, in your so paint. Too. Exactly. Exactly. So, so moving, moving locations, um, double the size and it's called Zoe Reborn. Um, I was, I wanted rebirth, but then they're like, it's because Zoe Reborn is like too many video games I've played. Right. So <laughs> right. it's not, it's not scary, but, um, but Zoe, it, it's totally, no, I don't think anyone really thinks about it like that they're just like whatever it's it's a new it's a musical game so, right. so yeah renaming the game because we did have a bunch of questions of people saying is this the same game of course right but as soon as we explain it's in a new location yeah. in like as a player i would already think why would you move locations and build the same game that doesn't make any sense so of course it's a new game it's also 100 minutes long and then it's also called something else so it's like right. very very clear that it's um that it's a new game right and then and then the website makes it pretty clear as well that right. it's like a new version it's a sequel to the original game right so so when people when people um, look at it online, they could see that it's different. And then also associating with this game of era, like um, I've always, I've always like um, tried to make sure that here, this the like those problems that I heard about in Escapade in the past mm-hmm. or other businesses, mm-hmm. those are like things I just personally try to take and learn from. Like, okay, so right. we definitely have to be there for every game. We have to pay our employees. Like, we have to, <laughs> you know, we have to like treat the customers like. Um, as best as possible and like you know make make sure they make sure that they don't feel that their money is wasted at all ever you know and so so trying to keep um and and then also make sure that the games are super clean (laughs) like like super clean because that all of that stuff affects the overall just customer experience you know and so if you're paying money the people paying a ton of money like like here they're paying 42 52 per person and then zoe it's 69 per person and then sometimes a group of sort of like 10 and i'm like man this we got to make sure the game is yeah. good. Like we have to, yeah. so, so, um, yeah, I need to maybe check on it some more, but, but yeah, overall, as long as we're doing the stuff that's done well here, which is just like, at least make it sure it's super clean, the puzzles are set and people are nice to their, you know, the staff right. in a good, in a good way. Yeah. Like that kind of stuff. And, and your hosting, there's a lot of effort to the hosting and hint quality has to be like really, really good. Like that kind of stuff makes the games, makes escape rooms pretty much like half of what it's worth to the players like you know you can have like even this is a single room new escape room Mm. um and it's it's really it's meant well it's meant for two players so it makes sense but if you have a host that's good that like is funny to the players or you know jokes around with them then the players themselves will like it so much more than if it was then just a boring host so yeah doing all those things for escape era make sure it's done for escapade rename or sorry not rename and make it so it's a sequel game um that kind of stuff it all it all um i mean people say the word like adds value to the to the thing or whatever it is but yeah it, it makes it seem more valuable to a player when they're 
booking online. So for sure, for sure. So, um, that's the kind of stuff. So getting through those problems, but honestly, I wouldn't say it's as as difficult as it it might have seemed from like our perspective. But uh-huh. because you could pretty much always guarantee that zone. Because even in their last year, they were still selling out in October. So right. selling out in October is easy. Um, but then selling out in the rest of the year is difficult. Like I was looking at their like their sales for December. I mean, it's like it was almost nothing, <laughs> you know, in comparison to October. But right. But um, even but this year it's 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 a lot better now. This is the first December, and so it's Krampus now. Yeah, and it's the same game. Yeah. Um, but then the whole those whole name changes. That's the, your question about like rebranding something to where people um actually want to do it is is difficult with Christmas as well because now it's Zoe you're born became Krampus. Sorry, we just gotta like make sure that people don't think it's the same game. You know, or sorry, a new game. Right. Because right. they they're like, oh, you made a new game called Krampus. You know. Right. But it's not. We we say on the website like. If you've played Zoe Born, like we don't recommend playing it. It is a totally new it is sorry, just the Christmas version of Zoe. Okay. So it's up to you if you want to play it. Yeah. It's just new it's same puzzles, but the Christmas versions. Right. Like different music, different acting, different summer right. added lighting and decorations. So it's right. it's like I wouldn't say if you were like I don't know, but there's there's people who play Zoe Born like five, five, six times. Like they just keep going back. <laughs> it's just yeah, like there's there's so many people who just I, I don't they just love it and so yeah. so we were like okay they love it so we got to make it better for them and just keep improving so right. um actually that's what we're planning on doing so it's like um might as well the space is so humongous you know like zoe you're born is as large of an escape room as all four here combined wow. into one okay. really yeah. so can each one here is like five six hundred square feet yeah. so it it's it adds up to be the same size of so yeah so we're like okay we could just redo everything in it <laughs> and then make it like Zoe Reborn 2024 version or so, you know, or 2025 version. So every year we'll do something different. Um, and then also they want to try some other stuff that they'll announce uh, soon. Some yeah. like it within the same space or maybe we'll expand into the same area. But, but uh, I personally would want to just keep getting Zoe bigger and bigger because that, uh, you know, the original owners, like they had, they had a new space that they made into like a second escape room game. Mm-hmm. Like, um, the, like the laboratory and at the time i actually i liked it personally i mean i i have like i mean i guess i can have a i have a low standard for escape rooms but i, I like all escape rooms i play pretty much like mm. there's nothing that really upsets me as long as as long as they're friendly and nice and right. good hints and right. so um that game it was just not what people wanted for the brand like escapade and, and that's the other thing too why i still want it separate because i don't want people to think that escape from error here is like escapade it's, it's better if it's separated so that people like it more I mean, you could probably argue, like marketing-wise, it's mm. it's difficult. Like, oh, why don't you just why don't you just have a new location? That way, you could be more um, more of a stronger brand. But I just I wanted it separate than that because also I'm not personally running it either. So yeah, if the, if there happens to be something terribly wrong, then I'm like, oh man, that's sucks. This is a different business than mine. <laughs> you know, even though I'm part owner as well. But right, but um, right, yeah. So I think I think that's okay. Enough. Yeah. So then working working with um other people right you mentioned this earlier you know when you're working with the group you have to take into consideration everybody else's ideas yeah yeah right so how do you kind of make sure that not just everybody else's but even your own ideas are heard especially in something where you know the reality of you're putting your own money Mm -hmm. you're putting your own time yeah yeah and you're putting your own i mean your own brand right and i mean you mentioned like yeah, Escape from Air is not connected to Escapade, but it's like... It still is. It's it kind a- of is, right? You know what I mean? And so people are still going to make that connection. Mm-hmm. And so how do you make sure that as a creator and a business owner that 
you know, your voice is still being heard, but it's still equal. Yeah. Um, let's see. So I made, I made the mistake in the past, uh, working with Cromwell estate for like the scarecrow room. Okay. Um, they're super cool people. Um, but then making the game, we were arguing a lot about like how it should work or like how puzzle flow should work or yeah. giving hints like, Oh, do you like, is it three hints and they're, and then let them lose or should we give them more stuff like that? Or like, how should we host the game? And so that time it was like, okay, let's equally invest and let's equally, um, let's equally like, you know, give stuff or whatever, but yeah. give, you know, advice for the game. Uh, and then naturally you fall into like sort of roles for the game. Like, okay, uh, I'm coming up with all the puzzles anyways, so I'll just come up with them all and you guys can just accept it. And at the time, I don't think they cared too much. They're just like, sure, if you think that's good, it's good. So it worked out for that, but there were still some things we had arguments about. Um, for, for Escapade and for future stuff, um, even though I was like, paying for it all they were sacrificing months with me you know to work on it and so our and then in our initial partnership deal i was like i was like like one of us has got to have like control of it because I, I would rather have no control of the puzzles and story than than um half control it's just it's argumentative too much so right. so in the end we settled on like them having control of the puzzles and stuff which totally fine with me i, I mean i just say like okay I know how this business here works. And so there's obviously some stuff that I'm going to be like very adamant about, but if you guys really, really want to do something, you can, and it's totally fine with me. So that's what we ended up doing. And I am very, I'm actually, I'm happy with that. I mean, initially with the escape or sorry, with Zoe, I was like, we're going to make it like hide 2.0 and we're going to not do any touching and not do any scares. I was very, very against it. I was like tasing. That's like, that's barbaric that's like <laughs> yeah that why would you why would you do that like right. terrible i was like there's people online that have complained about it and like i'm like reading it like i used to think exactly that like it's a cheap scare it's lame it's it's like it's whatever like why would you why would you put it in the game um but if you don't use that as like the the thing that makes it's not like we made a crappy game and then just threw in a taser we right. we made a game just like or better built than the hide way better built than the hide that has like just as good quality lights and sounds and acting stuff like that but then the taser just like the cherry on top and you don't even have to have it anyway you could just say no taser and we just won't do it so you know so it's just it's just an extra extra thing to add because like like i was saying too with with huge groups you kind of need yeah. some sort of like um aggression that has to happen for it to actually be somewhat scary or else or else you'll just have a dark hallway and then like i said people just make yeah. stupid jokes or yeah. some characters standing in the dark and then people just like literally keep screaming like, yeah. no yeah no one will even see yeah. the actors there you know but but if you have like a actor who's like you know coming at you like with loud sounds and stuff like that and literally grabbing people then people sort of like oh crap what am i right <laughs> right what am i in um, but uh <clears throat> your question is oh yeah the the balancing out like how do you just, yeah so so it's either i think i think just in general like with any partnerships or team stuff it's better to have somebody in total control and then um yeah. but then you as like non in total control just have to accept like is this what i want so i i chose to want to be like, like i'm like i'm totally happy um not having final control of course in the end we did still kind of fall into rules of certain stuff like okay i'll come up with all the puzzles at puzzle or most of the puzzle design and like license sound and then like they're building and story and then puzzles also right um, but it was difficult for me coming up with puzzles for that one too, because it's like, it's like, uh, we, we did team up with puzzles, but it wasn't just hundred percent me. Um, but it's like some of the puzzles aren't perfect, you know? Mm -hmm. And then, and then it, it kind of balances up because the game is so intense and scary, but it's, it's not like, like there's still some puzzles that could be altered a little bit and we probably will, 
it's not like they're bad at all. They're just, you know, you kind of always, when you look at something as big as Zoe, you kind of always want to change it and perfect it like a, like a better painting, I guess. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, so it's that. And then, um, uh, yeah. And then as long as there's some sort of equal balancing of that, like, okay, you have control of this, I have control of this. And then, and then we just are happy with what we have. And then, um, yeah. And so, and, and also personally too, I'm, I'm kind of okay with like, um, me partnering up with them and making some mistakes. I, I feel like with people, you just kind of have to make some mistakes, like, you know, with, with hiring people or, or puzzle or whatever it is. Like sometimes it's like, okay, let's, well, sure, let's, let's do that. And then even though I don't think we should, but let's just do it anyways. And then, then, um, later on we figure out it's like not bad. And, and you never know because some things, like I said, I was against the tasing part uh, aspect to begin with, mm -hmm. you know, I'm now like, oh, wow. It's like, we, we need it. It's like so much better because mm. a lot of people have called here and then they're like, can I play hide? Do you guys tease us? Like, and then we're like, no. And they're like, can you? Like, I'm like, um, we don't really do that though. They're like, yeah, but like, like, and could you just, do it? And yeah. And then, <laughs> and, yeah. And then eventually we're like, no, sorry. And then. Because we just haven't set up the game for, and the only right. piece we have here is like a large stun baton mm. that's like an actual self defense stun baton. Oh, that's, yeah, the, the one in Zoe's not like like it doesn't make your muscles lock up or okay. or anything like that. It just causes you to like it's stay like a hard pitch, yeah. and so yeah. it's more fun than anything else. Yeah. yeah. Um. But but uh. But yeah. So I think just like a good balance, but also someone's got to be have the final say because it's way easier to be like. Oh, okay, uh, this is what we should do, and then they're like, "No, I don't think we should." Like, Come on, we should do it. We should do it. And then, and then that person's like, "No, like we have to do this." And then it's like, "Okay, yeah, we're, sounds good to me." So I guess I'm more, um, I'm more accepting if it's like that. Okay. Yeah. Then we'll, then we'll learn together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, so me personally, mm -hmm. I enjoyed the hide very much. So yeah, so much to where I think I enjoyed it more than, um, Project Minotaur. Oh, nice. to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, that's and great. um. <laughs> And you know, uh, I don't know if you played Project Minotaur. No, no, no. Not. Okay, but so, I know, like, I've heard so much about. Yeah, it. yeah. And so, I mean, and I love Questroom. They did an amazing job with Project Minotaur. But yeah, just the the different aspects that you added into the hide, and I don't want to spoil anything, right? For those that haven't played. Yeah. Um, the different aspects that you've added into the hide of just anticipation, the and the way that you create that anticipation, right? Yeah. Um, definitely leveled it up compared to other, you know, quote unquote spooky scary yeah. whatever you want to label it, escape rooms yeah yeah and so and i know you mentioned the tasers and the batons and all that and um zoe reborn mm -hmm. do you think that having that stake of uh i don't want to say pain but just kind of and you said it's like a little pinch but yeah just having that stake of as a player yeah is almost required for um a room to be considered scary or spooky um, or I don't know if you even want to give it a different label yeah apart from scary no. or spooky right yeah I don't I don't think so at all um so I uh I mean it doesn't have it in there now so I you know if I thought so I would have definitely right. added it in um I think that the scariest possible thing is something like the hide <laughs> you know they'll they'll be like Jordan and Christian will be like upset when they hear me like trash talking <laughs> our own game <laughs> but but yeah i feel like that's the best possible scare it, it's in like a um in like an overall average scare you know like i said especially for large groups you kind of need a game like zoe for mm -hmm. sure like i would it's a necessity but um to do like and just like the feeling of dreadfulness is um the scariest of all I, actually i think i read some 
like leading up to making the hide, I was just watching scary movies all the time. That's all I was doing. <laughs> watching scary movies and watching scary gameplay videos or playing scary games. And then right. again, telling myself, oh, just research. Research. I need to. Yeah, because I, I, I started off escaping, swearing to myself I would never make a horror escape room. Like, oh, wow. And I was like very against it. Okay. Was, people would call and I'd be like, no, nah, we don't do horror. I don't like it because I don't, I don't want it. I don't want to be scared here. I don't want to be like going into a dark room and thinking it's like haunted. You know, or like having some sort of dangling body in the room as I'm like trying to fix stuff. Right. You know, I like I I didn't like scary, and so uh, the only reason why I did it was just because so many people kept kept constantly like okay. wanting scary, and then yeah. especially during Halloween for like 2017, you know, 2018, our our sales would always like dwindle super super low, okay. and then I'd be like, people would constantly call. They'd be like, "Hey, do you have horror?" And I'd be like. Um, no, but we have a Christmas game. And then they'd hang up. <laughs> or like, I'd be like, but we have a, uh, Benjamin Franklin's invention room though. And they'd hang up or right. the overrun kind of made it better because it was like slightly, actually it wasn't even zombie at the time. It was, um, like apocalyptic raider, mm -hmm. like non, you know, non scary. And so, um, I didn't want scary at all. And so when I committed to it, I was like, okay, I'm just gonna literally just watch every scary movie possible and just try to tell myself I'm like in love with horror. And so that's, much, I did that for a super long time and I feel like it kind of worked. Um, but then I, I read some, some Facebook posts one day as I was asking people about scare stuff. Yeah. And this guy mentioned like how he thinks there's like three tiers of scary. And since then I've just always followed that like concept. Like the first tier is like, uh, I don't remember the words exactly, but it's like creepy scary. So it's like, it's like, okay, you're in, not a Disneyland haunted mansion or you're in some kind of like scary, you know, Halloween okay. style scariness. It's like, ooh, this is creepy. Or or maybe even this escape room, if you shut some lights off, you know, it could be creepy. It's very like just like you know nothing's gonna pop out. You're searching it's like safe, but it's just like scary theme. Right. Um the second scary is like fright, where you're like yeah. now you have people like jumping at you, um, Zoe tasing you, you know, that's like an extreme version of the fright, but you're in that realm of like you need jump scare constantly and like aggression to be to be scary and you're scared of this jump scare and you're scared of the the monster that's going to pop out that you know is like waiting for you but you're not actually like fearing for your life or having any sort of like um like i don't know like a intense like emotional reaction you're just i mean some people do for sure like <laughs> there's so many people who who quit from zoe or just like cower into a ball or they're stuck against the wall and they're just like not moving and they just like they know someone's there you know um and because they know like they're going to get attacked or something but usually in those moments the the fright thing when the fright happens you're not afraid anymore now you're like oh okay it's just right. you hiding there or, or or in zoe maybe you're getting tased and then the guy's like yelling at you or something or you know saying something and then as you're getting tased you're just like as you're, as you're running away and you get tased you're like oh that's what it feels like and then you're like okay this is fun and then you start running more or something like that or, mm -hmm. or they're chasing you down the hallway and you're like ah, ah you know and they're right, right? so it's, it's that frightful feeling right and then that's the second most scary overall. And then the third most scary, so the scariest level is like the the dread feeling, like anticipation. Like like I keep saying, like if you wake up in the morning at like 3 a.m. and then you're staring at like a foot of your bed and you're like, that's a person. <laughs> you know, every like for the fear, or like right. it's too dark, you can't see fully what, what you see there. Um, scary movies, like the scariest movies that I think are like that I've watched always like aim for that and then yeah. the seeing the monster always reduces the scare so like the end of the movie it's always like less scary you're like oh it's just just that you know it's not too bad like like um sinister or smile stuff like that like you you're scared leading up to it because you're like not knowing what's going on right very 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 good buildup of music perfect like that you know right. so those kinds of things are way scarier to me like almost like 
like multiple times greater scared than being chased by someone in the dark. Cause I, I'd rather be like, if I was in a forest alone, I'd rather have some dude with a taser chasing me than being alone. <laughs> right. If, even if I know I'm alone, I'd be like, that way you know we're there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right. So, yeah. So, um, so that's why I don't think it's necessary. I, I think, I think aiming for the third one's necessary. And then if you, if you have to, you should add in the second scare level, which is what okay. Zoe does. So, right. so we have in Zoe, we do try to add in as much like anticipation as possible. Um, for Hyde, I just was like, I'm just going to only focus on that. The, the, the scare parts that do happen, that's just kind of like, uh, to me, it's like a necessary way to end the game or mm -hmm. something. Cause you can't like, what are you going to do? Just like have a, have a buildup of music. <laughs> oh, good yeah. job guys. You, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Right. You need something to end the game. But right. usually when, when this, the scary moments happen, that's when it's less scary. Cause then suddenly you have people screaming and laughing and stuff like that. Right. And it becomes like, it's extremely fun. You know, you're, it's extremely fun to be like scared, but, but you're in the fun moment. You're not in that, like, like, you know, holding on to your heart, not like pounding and stuff yeah. like that, you know? So, yeah. um, so yeah, that's, that's why I, that's how I look at it yeah. in terms of like not. No, yeah. I think, it. I think the high definitely translate me, translates beautifully into what you mentioned for that third level of just, yeah. Again, I don't, without giving it too much, just that anticipation. Yeah. Playing on that and, and more capitalizing on that. Yeah. And more, more anticipation's better for, yeah. um, there's maybe there's a limit to how far you can go, but, um, I mean, hopefully some can get more more I mean, oh, i'm sure the problem with hide was that it's so it was only like 600 square feet ish mm -hmm. so it's like trying to work with the space to deal with it so it needs to have less players for sure so like right. four is like a perfect right perfect group i think right for that right um but um but yeah so and yeah and i mentioned this before on, on the podcast that um creators that utilize it's especially in a smaller area right yeah um, just the different things that you can do, whether it be a crawl space, you're climbing on things or, you know, whatever. Um, I think you've definitely done an excellent job in, in the rooms that you have here. And just, again, it's not huge, but it's also not tiny, but just the space that you have is just on how you utilize every single aspect. It's not to where, you know, it's just there for, to be there, right? It's not like a red herring or just dead yeah. space, right? Yeah. It all plays into certain aspects of the room to enhance that that experience and definitely that immersiveness. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, like even when you're making the puzzle, you have to be thinking like, okay, is this a hot spot of like puzzles in the room? You know, is mm -hmm. it, are people all going to just cry around this one desk the whole time? And then right. usually when they do, they think the room's smaller because they're like, they were just there. You know, right. it's humongous. Um, like there's some, there's some escape rooms I know for sure that are like pretty big that I've played that have like puzzles in like one area and then you never explore the rest, but you see it. And then, yeah. you know, so it's just kind of whatever's, yeah. but then if you were to, if, if all they did was just scatter the puzzles around the room in a, in a way that makes sense for the, the game, then players would be like, wow, this is a big room. Yeah. <laughs> right. Or, or going back and forth to different rooms always makes it like, right. all the games here kind of have to do that at certain points. Like, right. like, oh, oh, didn't we forget that thing back there? And then they go back and yeah. they go back another way. And then, and then now they're forced to go back this way. So right. like. They're like, wow, that was humorous. Right. Humongous. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But the good part about the Zoeon is we didn't have to do that stuff as much because it's just humongous anyways. Um, but, but yeah, so for, for this one here, it was like, it's, yeah, I mean, there's, there's some cool stuff that happens out there, which mm -hmm. you'd see when you play. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, it's, it has to have that same sort of, um, idea as well. But also we're, we're advertising this room specifically as like we made this with two players in mind, like. Mm -hmm. You don't have to pay for extra. You just you just pay for two, and so so like uh, as a as a business, it might not be like the best thing to do, of course, because you know 
having it two players and one host mm -hmm. paying for that is bad if you consider a game that has 10 players right. you know what i'm saying they pay five times the dollar amount but you still have one host so right. so um but the point is to just try to give people what they want and then of course the, if they play this they'll probably be like oh well, i should play the hide or right. <laughs> I should play it's uh, like christmas franklin's overgone or maybe even earlier. you know what i'm saying so they get them to uh, try it and then not too many um not too many games with two players anyway so right. space wise you don't have to be concerned with if you make it two players i think there's some escapers that are like literally in an elevator or literally like a small closet mm -hmm. that's like that's the concept of it you know yeah. and yeah. you know that going in yeah but sometimes they're like oh that was smaller than i thought yeah right yeah yeah so right. as long as you're not like tricking people into yeah 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 <laughs> so then as a player how how important is it for you to like on who's in your actual like group of creating rooms right i know you mentioned obviously as a business business escape from business owner yeah typically you'll have room swaps right and yeah. for those that don't know room swaps are basically when escape rooms um go to other escape rooms and try them out right yeah um and so like um i don't know if you you know how often you do escape rooms on your own or with your specific yeah. group or whatever you know what I mean? yeah, yeah. if it's just you know with um employees or oh so who's my ideal like friend group to play in escape room with? yeah so like or how important is it if that makes sense like um, for certain people i i mean uh there's some employees that piss me off with they're like greedy players like oh, right. give me that or something like yeah. you suck with play like just because i'm 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 playing escape rooms to like have fun enjoy yeah. that you know see what they did like try to get the story because i know like escape rooms with stories a lot of times the players always skip the stories and just focus on the puzzles so mm -hmm. so even as a player i want to like at least try to appreciate it because i know that they'll be happier if if i'm like this story was I liked, you know, right. I was in Gwarton store and so I learned stuff. Right. And so, um, um, yeah, I would say people who aren't focused only on puzzles are the ones that I think are the best players to play with. Because okay. escape rooms themselves, um, if an owner or if a designer makes a game and they put story in there and they put like set design or places to move around and stuff like that, they're probably, or hopefully they're considering the total time of the game when they're making mm -hmm. it. They're like, okay, this thing, this story is going to take five minutes to go through. So obviously I shouldn't make... 60 minutes of puzzles because it you know i want them to go through this this, right. this story right and so um when i'm playing it i think that every single thing is like supposed to happen and you just kind of like let yourself play it and just have fun and enjoy it if you go into puzzles or escape rooms with like i gotta solve the next puzzle like the host is like like imagine or maybe you've played escape rooms before where someone in the group or you if you were desperate or something at the time actually when i first started playing games i was probably like that more so i can't really blame people too much okay but like you know you're getting the rules given to you or you're giving us you're coming through and you're like there's a tv that turns on and you start listening to a story and you're just like mm, what's what's the next puzzle you know what's the next puzzle and then and then after the story ends you're like what they say you know right <laughs> yeah so now now i'm just hyper focused on what they're saying like what yeah. is the story um so yeah, so yeah i would so to your question, I would say people that um, are just there to enjoy the overall experience is who I like to play with. Um, but, but I just pretty much mostly play with um, uh, employees or like my girlfriend or family usually. So that's, that's like the most, um, most fun. Also, scary owners sometimes are a little too good for me. <laughs> like I, there was uh, the previous, the owners of like Escape in Lake Forest, uh, they were like best players like too good they were just they would just go in and like i played to some games with them they would just solve all the puzzles and i'd be like all right um they're, and then they're like letting me play yeah they're like you guys have the record the fast game like 28 minutes or 25 minutes i'd be like oh. 
it's not as satisfying. You know, right. just I was just playing. Like I want to lose. I want to win at fifty nine minutes. Right. Or right. Whatever the time is. Okay. Yeah. Um. So. So yeah. People just focused on the game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, as the industry kind of moves forward, or it's not moves forward, but progresses and evolves. Yeah. Right. Um, as a creator and maybe even as a player, how important is immersiveness to you? Um, it's getting a lot more than before. I would say like, um, like everything, everything needs to be, uh, as immersive as possible. Right. But I, I could probably, I could probably see that to me personally, it's, it's not as important as other escape rooms, even though I know it's like, it needs to be there. Mm -hmm. I, I just think that in the immersiveness, it needs to be in the game at all times for every like moment. Like, okay. you know, hints need to be given in character. The the intro should be somehow in character. Unless, like, the hide is, like, you're taking the role of, like, a storyteller um, instead of, like, a, like a um, you know, as part of the part of the story. Mm. Um, which, actually, that's Cromwell told me that. Cromwell State told me that. <laughs> At the time, I was like, no, that's not good. But now I'm like, hey, that's a good idea. <laughs> um, but, but um, yeah, so immersiveness, I would think, is getting a lot more big of a deal. Okay. for in the community as a whole like all these games that are coming out that are new are just like the goal is to be more immersive each each right. time more and more because people people just like as far as like the overall community of escape rooms which um or escape room enthusiasts which maybe is like i think i did i'm doing constant surveys it's like 30 percent or 31 percent of the players have played more than like 15 games which okay. i would probably consider like some enthusiasts right <laughs> okay sure people are like, oh you gotta play over 200 to be into these i don't i don't put you on my friends list if you not have over 500 you know yeah, yeah, <laughs> stuff like that but yeah but yeah over like 15 20 is already like pretty hardcore player like you've played way more than the average person right um because the average person is still actually no my bad my bad i'm i said that wrong there's 31 percent in first time players for us okay it's only like 10 or 12 percent. i think was the over like 15 so it's still pretty low um but uh what's your question uh oh immersive yeah 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 so so um it's i'm seeing that it's as important as like good puzzles and pretty much everything like like as long as you put effort into immersion of any level of effort but as long as you put effort then i would i personally would say that that's good enough or it's not good enough it's good enough but of course it should be better like more immersion's better you know right. um but but when when like any of the game masses here, if if someone is like, hey, I need help, and if they say like, okay, look at the puzzle on the table there, try to match it with the paper that you found earlier, or try to match it with the sign that you see. Like if they say something, I'm like, what the hell are you doing? Like, like how much easier would it be to say like, hey, Seal Team Alpha, um, I think didn't you guys see this on the wall? Or maybe it relates to that. You know, saying something like that. The effort is so little to do, but yet the um, overall immersion factor yeah. is like multiple times greater. People are like, wow, that was really immersive. You know, right. you know or, or for example, uh, for like Overgrown, like uh, when I first did it, I just was like, okay, you guys ready? Just follow me. <laughs> and, then, and then I walked them into the game. And then I'm like, man, that's kind of crappy. Like we're just walking them in. That's super lame. Mm. Why not just like put on a lab coat and just say, I'm a scientist. Ha ha, just come follow me. You know, and then suddenly it becomes like, immersive and we're actors instead of um instead of just like a really weird uh intro so right. so yeah immersion to to any degree is like like a necessity to a game like yeah. you need you need to have it but it just it's okay if it's low quality immersion like if if the acting sucks it's totally fine in my, my opinion obviously it's better to have better acting but but if the acting sucks like i wouldn't consider my acting good at all but 
but I'm still willing to just walk in and be like, oh, I'm the scientist. I'm, oh, well, I don't know what that red mark on my arm is. It kind of looks like a zombie bite, but <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. Or, or it's for, for Chris and Franklin's, you're like the elf commander on the radio. Mm-hmm. You're like, there's elf commander snowball. Like, you know, ask me if you need help. Like, stuff like that. It, it makes it way more fun. So, so yeah, I would say it's necessity for a game. It's okay if it's super low right now sure. still, but the, as far as the industry moving forward, I think it's like something that people need to start focusing on heavily going forward to have better and better immersion no. more important than like crazy puzzles and tech like right. like um i think because people they i don't know we maybe watch too many movies and stuff like that like seeing a pedestal rise up it's like people aren't like wow it's an amazing thing ever you know mm-hmm. they're they're gonna they review and tip the game masters more so based on like good quality acting and immersion right. versus like crazy stuff like that so right. uh yes hope that answers yeah oh yeah for sure um is there any like major uh, emerging killers. I mean, you talked about a few already. But, yeah, like no. puzzle stuff. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> emerging killers. Um, yeah, it's mostly dealing with the game master. Like uh, whether depending on how they talk to the players, right. uh, if they say if they say words like puzzles or you know hint or clue or stuff like that, or um, if they <clears throat> uh, if they if the intro is done in like a really bad way as well. <clears throat> I wouldn't. I haven't really seen too much. Immersion killer as in like a wire, like like even this. I mean, this should be obviously covered and, and we will, but like there's no too many players that are gonna be like, oh crap humor. Only only like hardcore enthusiast players right. or like other game owners would be like, they should probably cover that. Right. Um but, well of course we will, but it's just like a player isn't gonna a normal player isn't gonna walk in and be like, you know, the if the actor is acting or if the host is acting well, they're not gonna look at that and be like, Man, low quality immersion. <laughs> right, right. They'll still they'll still think it's higher immersion. Like the yeah. the um I guess the uh, the the percentage that the game is immersive, the more percent rests on the acting mm-hmm. and the host mm-hmm. versus the set. But of course, you should still cover up wires. You should still make it look like you're in the right place. But but of course, like um, yeah, like this is the principal's office. So you know, it's like okay, it's. I mean, I guess it's a principal's office. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying you don't have to go so crazy to make stuff, unless of course. Um, but but then of course your theme choice like your game design choice like I personally wouldn't build a spaceship game I wanted to for a long time but like there's no way I could I don't have the skills to do that yet okay. so so I'm not gonna do that and other people do and so they make it and then their sets look like a spaceship but yeah I'd be like can I get some like metal paint and you <laughs> know just paint everything right like would that work you know so I'm not gonna do that because I know it wouldn't be as immersive um, but the themes I do chose like. Like apocalyptic zombie. Like, mm-hmm. Okay, I can I can put together a a place that's supposed to be run down. <laughs> that's easy. Or same with the, the horror escape room too. That's right. that's like more my my style of making it. So, um, but yeah, your question is how important is immersion? Or yeah, or any uh, major like uh, immersive killers? Oh, immersive killers. Okay. Um, yeah, the main the main thing is 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 um, um, no acting. Right, not bad acting. It's no acting. So no, no, no acting in the game. No character like you know talking to the players. Mm-hmm. Um, sucky hints, of course. Yeah. Um, and then of course uh, problems with the game always breaks it. Too. Yeah. Like oh yeah. Oh sorry, but but you could always fix it too. So like right. sometimes you can make a problem. You could turn it around and make it like more immersive. Like right. um, every once in a while, there's like some sort of lock that gets messed up or something mm-hmm. and it's like okay we could of course just tell them sorry and like crap this is this is a terrible mistake mm-hmm. or we could just like 
randomly improv some sort of story event that happens. And right. we just, we, if we have enough staff here, we can all show up and just do something in the room. I, I think um, every once in a while, yeah, I mean, it's not good to make mistakes, obviously, but every once in a while, let me think real quick. Um, like, I think in Overgrown, they had like a lock that was messed up or something. So they were like, oh, uh, the scientist, he left something in there. He's going to come in and like, there's, I don't know, we killed some zombie or something or brought a zombie in and like did something to them. And the players are just like laughing and joking around or something. And the zombie is like, has a mask on making stupid noises, you know? So yeah, like that, and then yeah. while that's happening, the host is like, oh, uh, this is like mess up and changes it real quick. And yeah. in the end, the play from the player perspective, they're just like, oh yeah, there's a moment where the actors like came in and did something yeah. like really fun. But in reality, it was just to cover up mm. some yeah. thing that happened. Yeah. So, so, um, so yeah, but Pablo, of course, not being reset properly or yeah. things like that, breaking marine for sure. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, and then just in general, like, like you can lose immersion just based on having a worse game experience overall. Mm -hmm. Like, so if, if, uh, if players show up and then the, the company is like, sorry, we got to start you like 30 minutes late or 20 minutes late, then of course the immersion would lower because they're just starting off with a bad mood or yeah. if the bathroom is like blown up or so, you know, there's like crap everywhere or something like that. And then it's like, less immersive work you know it's crazy that you mentioned that that yeah like how important like i don't know just even like um the bathroom is, like yeah. how clean it is yeah. and even just like the how well it fits with the lobby yeah like i see it all the time on facebook like hey guys what's the most favorite bathroom in the yeah. escape from lobby i'm like yeah this is a thing that's crazy exactly well, but I, and and especially as a business owner like you definitely see like on how everything truly ties into the experience of mm -hmm for the player yeah right for the customer yeah yeah exactly it it all it all relates to a, a better game and then yeah. all of that relates to obviously the immersion factor like like your things that you try to do to be more immersive would have a stronger effect if a player is happier so right so like um if you answer the phone you're like uh you need help what is it and then they're like oh i was trying to book a game and you're like oh uh, well, yeah why don't you check the website and then hang up person player would be like man this is a crappy company right yeah i'm not gonna give them my money right. but if they do book they'll be like these people were me on the phone but i'm still trying to play the game so whatever you try to do immersive wise probably isn't going to be strong but if you answer the phone you're just like very friendly and excited for them to play then of course right. they'll be you're like oh you bring the hide oh wow I, I like you guys are gonna get ready for something crazy you know we're like so stuff like that or better make sure you don't get a heart attack take your right. take your heart medication before right. Everything. <laughs> right stuff like that it'll it'll make the game better overall and right. then of course when they mm -hmm. show up and and they're greeted you know on time like like um we're always struggling with making sure that kind of stuff is consistent i mean i'm sure even here two people like show up and they're like actually they have they have showed up before and we've they've called us like where do we go mm -hmm. we're in the lobby what's mm -hmm. happening <laughs> and um of course, if if they show up and they're greeted fine and they're you know shown the bathroom and and you know oh here's the waiver and stuff like that and mm -hmm. and like welcome then then the immersion stuff will be better so it doesn't yeah. it wouldn't kill it but it would it anything that lowers the overall game quality like that kind of stuff um, lowers the immersion overall yeah. yeah yeah or if the if the host is like um, I don't know you know or if you had a if it like it's been sometimes it's been bad for sure where where a customer maybe there's like some sort of like we have like a 24 no cancellation policy mm -hmm. and like we do of course try to follow it as best as we can yeah. um every once in a while somebody calls and they're like saturday night like 9 p.m and they're like oh i want to cancel and we're like sorry like uh can't because because i mean they're just they just want their money back but of course for us it's like that slot would have obviously gotten yeah. so it's like it's pretty screwed up to be like letting us know an hour before like super messed mm -hmm. up and so sometimes you know if we're like sorry like we can't 
do it no matter what. I mean, sure, they might create a dispute, but other times they show up anyways. <laughs> they're like, okay, fine. And then they show up and they're upset. So sure. yeah, everything affects it. But in that case, I would have, it's worth it to to keep the booking still. Like, yeah, you kind of have to. Yeah. They can't let people like take advantage of you too much. Yeah. Um, but yeah. But yeah, so yeah. Um, um, there's something that you mentioned is like even just a phone call, right? Yeah. Um, there was one time where my wife and I, um, it was when we were barely getting into actors in escape rooms or you know, yeah, experiences. Yeah. And we called and like, do you guys have any actors in here? And they're like, we don't have any living people. And we're like, <laughs> yeah, I would have been like, okay, I'm my wife is so- starting to get pissed off. Like, wait, I'm answering my question. Oh, like, they're, they're actors, <laughs> and they're like living people here but there are people here that can assist you and will enhance your experience yeah oh well right, like, okay i thought you were talking about zombies i was like no no no. no no so i mean oh for escape hotel god, so, god. i don't know if you're like animatronic or something no i haven't no okay and yeah. so like walk in it's just the ambiance is just amazing and i heard yeah like the bar actors just walking around yeah right all dressed up making yeah. everything and so that and and we didn't realize that until we were like trying to figure out whatever we'll book a room we'll book yeah it. and we went there like oh that makes sense why this and there's people like dressed up as zombies and okay, like, yeah, the, like exactly. that does, right that's so exciting so like like that's actually pretty cool like obviously first off you know we were that's super cool. mad like answer the questions straight yeah. forward you know and then when we got this like okay but they, they it adds to it yeah they probably could have solved the um solved that like confusion by saying like you know i wouldn't consider these like zombies living but we you know but they'll right. be, so we have we have we don't have any living actors right and they said yeah they said something yeah something like that like to to try to make sure you understand what they're even saying but but yeah that kind of stuff it's it makes it like if they if they understand if you guys understood what they were saying yeah. if we were like oh i get you you know okay they think like our fourth room you know like completely yeah. off that, and like what yeah what but, if, but yeah but if you understood what they're like aiming towards yeah. then you probably would have been like oh man this is gonna be great yeah you know exactly yeah so so that kind of stuff makes it um so much better. I think like in the in some of the uh original like escapade like emails mm-hmm. or emailing people saying like we hope to see it was like <laughs> it was like not perfect English like replies, but it was like we hope to see you like dead or alive or something like that. Or mm-hmm. some sort of weird like yeah. thing, but they were referring to dying in right. game as right. playing, but it was just it's it adds to it if you yeah. if you understand what they're saying. Yeah. yeah. Definitely adds that nuance to yeah to the customers and players experience overall. Yeah. So, um yeah, you, you asked before about like uh, inspiration in general from stuff. Um, yeah. I, I would also of course say other escape rooms too. Without like you can't copy people, like for sure. It's it's very unfair to them. But but like if someone has a riddle, I'm not gonna be like, Oh, you created the original concept of a riddle in an escape room and therefore Therefore, I am copying. You know, I'll obviously, I have tons of riddles in the game. Like, I'm going to definitely have a riddle if I like it. Right. I'm not going to use their riddle, though, for sure. You know, right. because it's like mess up to copy. Right. So, I know some some escape rooms um, copy others, like, hardcore, you know, just like, oh, that's a good puzzle. I'm just going to steal the same thing. Mm-hmm. But, like, I mean, people are buying the same prop manufacturers from people. I, you know, it's like, if you do a puzzle for that another skin does, yeah. but you just remodel in a different way. Mm-hmm. Like, so many people have, like, Oh, you have to count these many things and match it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, this is um this is a Venus like sticker. So what right. if you have to count how many Venus stickers are there? How many Mars? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's not a puzzle here, but like if you had to do that, so many games have that same exact puzzle, just formatted in a different way. Right. And so I wouldn't I, I don't consider it totally like I don't consider copying. You sh- you should really look at stuff and be like, what's 
what's good, what can I do better, right. and how can I do it better in a way that doesn't steal from them. Yeah. They, that they would appreciate that you even took the idea from them because yeah. you're like, hey, I really like that idea. I did it in a different way. The, most of the time, actually, I don't think there's ever a time that people wouldn't be like, oh, that's cool. You know, right. like, like I had these like this like in the Benjamin Frames and Metro Room these like clouds that I saw from Pinterest, you know, mm. thunder clouds, you know, at the time, like 2016, yeah. it was like the thunder clouds. It wasn't like my original concept. I mean, sure, I put it in Escaper first and then other people like put it in too. And then they were like, oh, that's cool. I got it from that. Like, sounds good. Cause I, I copied it from something like Pinterest. Right. You know? And then also with that thought too, I don't really think that it's possible to say that you created an idea a hundred percent on your own. Mm. Like maybe you got the concept and converted it into an escape room. Like, right. like, oh, I saw it in a movie. And it is, you know, weird movie and I put it into escape room and mm. it's my idea. Like technically, yeah, but also technically no, because right. you didn't, you watched the movie, you know? Right. And so, um, yeah, so there's a limit to how much you can say that you own something. And then yeah. also it's kind of impossible to regulate people's puzzle stuff. So you, you kind of have to, um, you kind of have to like let people do whatever, yeah. where they're going to do whatever they want. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If it's, if it's good for their business. Oh yeah. Um, whatever. Yeah. Was that even your question? No, I don't think so. No, but, but that's okay. It was a previous question, but yeah, yeah. Even then, so well, awesome. Thank you. Um, yeah. as you conclude this podcast, I have to ask top five favorites. I know you said you liked all of them, but they have to be. They don't have to be in any specific order, right? Yeah. And so there's no like. Well, do they have to be, or can they not be here? I can't sit here. As in, like, like it's unfair to say because there's more than five. We have more than five skews. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I would just be like. Kristen Franklin, maybe not your own, the other ones that you've done. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, they don't have to be here in California. They're out of state or out of country, too. Yeah. I, some of these I played like years ago. Okay. Um, no particular order. It's, okay. diff yeah. it's too difficult yeah. because also some are scary. It's unfair to choose an order. My first game that I, I used to say was my favorite always was um, Unlocked, Unlocked Magician game. Okay. I was just like, wow, Magician's so cool. You know, that one. Um, let's see. Um, I liked because I'm I like puzzle stuff a lot and okay. and honestly like scary stuff even though I know some of the ones are like you know some of okay. my favorite it's just it's difficult to say favorite overall so yeah that um, quest tavern bridge bridge, oh, no, no, bridge between. between yeah this is a very very puzzle and like super analytical so I'm yeah. like I love that a lot Nico did a good job yeah yeah um, and then uh, I'm waiting on playing the silence too still because I know that's like it's like. Zoe and that are kind of the two ones that people mention a lot for like scary now. And so that's kind of the one that I need to go play. Maybe I'll go play it like I'll ask it next week or I don't know, whatever you totally worth whatever they want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll go play it. Um let me think real quick. Um I remember at the time yeah, honestly I haven't been I can't I don't want to like forget too, because sometimes I just play like like I go like a year without playing mm -hmm. and then I just play like 30 in like a couple week period or yeah, something yeah. and then i'm just like i don't even know what happened right you now um let me think real quick uh stash house la was really good puzzle wise again these are all like very 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 strong puzzle yeah games where the them making the games they were like how does this puzzle like they asked the question how does it yeah. relate to the game um and then yeah obviously you know all the ones here are my favorite <laughs> first of all you should that here first and then escapade and then rare moon and then then i like everywhere else you know so. okay <laughs> maybe another location we can add on someday but <laughs> but um but yeah i, I honestly did okay benjamin benjamin franklin's adventure room it's not here you know so it, it's the old game that we used to have so no one could play anymore 
that one is probably my favorite one because okay. it's the first one I made. You know, right. first one I made, and then also I spent a long time doing the puzzles for it. Yeah. So I felt I felt that it was a a low budget game, but very low budget at the time, like five k max, like a few, maybe even lower. You know. Yeah. But it, I just obsessed on the puzzles. So the puzzles for that are still like my favorite ones, even though I never played it as a player. I just mm-hmm. did it, you know. But it had the most excitement um, doing it. So those those three crap. You have just five. Um, let me think. Uh, there's some other ones I know I just like absolutely loved. Maybe I, ha- I had some crappy experiences because of my employees were like being being stupid or something, not messing them too much. Um, dang, I don't want to. I know I need to give you an answer. I don't want to. I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings or or make anyone think they're too good. I know. This <laughs> guy. Um, <laughs> let me think. Orange County. Dang, I need to. I need to go out more and play some. Um, I really liked, um, Rave. Oh, no, that's actually, never mind. That's, that's right. Yeah. I was going to say, this is about you. Um, let me see. Yeah. The original 13th Room also, I really liked a lot. Probably because that was actually the first game I played. So yeah. it's kind of like, you'll always love the first game. Hold on. Play special. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That one. Um, and then I know there's some other ones. What is it? Uh. Dang, I'm, I'm probably just kind of forgetting now how many I played. But yeah, so Unlocked, um, 13th Room, um, Stash House. And then uh, I think I did one. Crap. My mind is not. No, you're good. Perfectly. Um, yeah, those are my top. And then the Bed Frank and the Mansion Room. And then one more I'd add in. Um, oh, uh, Quest Heaven again, probably the uh, Last Supper. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like screaming, laughing, um, yeah. Because when you have a that one, that one's like proof that when you have a good um, host, you can yeah. totally change again. Because if they had a crappy actor, I wouldn't have liked it, would, it at all. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So that's why for here and all the other games we make, we're always like the actor's got to be good and funny, yeah. and there's got to be moments that the players would be like, that happened to me that I don't think it happened to anyone else. You know that right. that we could now talk about. Right. So yeah, that's probably one of the games where I was just like screaming, laughing the whole time, like nonstop. So yeah, yeah, yeah. liked it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, David, yeah. um, for being a guest on the Pacific Creation Podcast. And for listeners out there, if you haven't already checked out Escape Room Era, uh, Escapade, and Rare Moon Escape. <laughs> <laughs>